I did it. Yeah. Welcome to Fourth and Dirty, guys. I am your only host for tonight. Just saw. I look like a sweet cup over here. Welcome to Fourth and Dirty. It, this is the first and only community-driven fantasy football show. It is episode number 28 of season five, February 12th, 2024, post-Super Bowl. Man, what's that? We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. Episode 199 for those keeping long count. I know some of y'all are still out there. Still keeping. Still going. I love it. You can always find us on the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at 4th and Dirty, or you can check out our super cool website, 4 dirtycom They got all those links right there. You can even donate. Instagram feed, you got articles, episodes, anything a growing fantasy football enthusiast could want. You can even uh, check us out on YouTube after the fact or Twitch live like you all are right now. You can, if you want to email us, jesse at fourthandthirty.com, evan at fourthandthirty.com, or show at fourthandthirty.com. We don't have, I didn't see any show emails, which you know what that means. We have to ask a Listen to a question from me. Because I'm the only one here. Look, I'll show you. Cat's couch empty. Not a nobody. Just like our inbox. Uh, unfortunately, Evan had a uh, family member pass away. So he had to run off to Buffalo of all, all places, if you can believe that shit. And uh, he's going to have to miss the show, but he's doing all right. Tell everybody that he loves y'all. And he'll be, obviously be back next episode. But speaking of the next episode, we don't want to forget that we're in our off-season schedule now. That's right, folks. We are not every Monday. We'll be every other Monday. So we'll be back on February 26th. That's 2 6 for our next episode. That's right. We'll be every other week from here until basically August. It's like the week before somehow. It always ends up like July, July, August. But we'll still be here on Twitch, live at 8 p.m. on those Mondays. We'll be on the YouTubes. And of course, don't forget, if you're old school, we're on all the podcast players, Apple, Spotify, and YouTube Music. I think I did the needfuls. I think I did everything. I did it. Got all that right in there. I don't know why it's harder when I'm by myself versus when, like, Evan or even Neil would be here. I feel like it's just, like, one too many buttons. You know what I mean? Ha! <laughs> Got he! Yeah, it just, like, throws me, throws me off every single time. I do see Tim's up in the in the house down the fort per the huge. I think I, I think I did. Here we go. Yeah, I, that might even be Evan, because he likes to use fire emojis. And then what? What happens if we both do it? Will the, ch will the chat explode if we both use our own? <laughs> the same handle twice from different places. Ah, uh, but since we don't have a listener email, that means 
I get to ask y'all a question. Y'all remember Evan was asking y'all what your favorite Super Bowl food was. I hope hopefully y'all got to eat that. I got some of my buffalo chicken dip. Although no wings. No wings. I was very spoiled because uh, although Evan had to run away on me. Yep, it's cold as fuck. So that is, Evan and I are both in the chat at the same time. I love this. Fuck Buffalo. <laughs> uh, because, unfortunately, Evan and I's Super Bowl plans got blown apart, I went and hung out with our buddy Neil. He helps us engineer the show from time to time. And uh, I should say Chef Neil because he makes delicious-ass motherfucking food. You know, he used to be a chef, and he made some, like, oxtail. Boy, I, I wish Neil was here because I was going to give him all the compliments. Ugh, God, it was so fucking good. Like, hype train. Well, maybe one day we'll be able to taste Chef Neil's delicious food. He, uh, he's always cooking up something good for us here at the studio, so one can only imagine. But my question, that's going to get to you is what was your favorite commercial from the Super Bowl? Because that's obviously a highlight everybody wants to get into. Uh, personally, I was a big fan of the Kawasaki commercial where everybody was rocking mullets. Like, like an eagle had a mullet, and then everything just kept changing. Mullet, mullet, mullet. I just, Kawasaki mullet. <laughs> just, I absolutely love that shit. I was rolling. Also, the, the Michael Sarah one was fantastic, you know, just purely because of his name, right? Sarah, Sarah V, just beautiful, awkward, loved it, absolutely loved it. Uh, I was very much creeped out by the Jesus Feast watching. That was, uh, that was, uh, that one definitely threw me off a little bit, but you know, whatevs, to each their own, to each their own. I expect your answers here in the chat. Favorite Super Bowl commercial. I mean, I know you watched it on the plane, so... I'm not sure what your uh, commercial experience was like. But, of course, we let's get into that NFL news. How do you press buttons? I don't know. Boom. course, the Super Bowl. What is Automod yelling at about? Yeah, we're going to allow that for sure. Foot fetish. Yeah, Jesus admitted his foot fetish. That was, that was, you know, that is news. But in NFL news, the Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58. That's right. I can read Roman numerals. Can you? Uh... Uh, in overtime, I mean, good lord, that was actually—it was actually pretty boring for the first half. I'll, I'll, I'll fully admit. And then I thought the 49ers were about to pull away with that that game, and then boom, muff punt. The Chiefs are back in it, and I don't know—I just don't know why the 49ers stopped running the ball. You have Christian McCaffrey. One of the best offensive linemen probably to ever play the game. And y'all can't, you just abandon it? 
in the fourth corner. Like, what the, the, the hell y'all thinking? You know, they they did it once the overtime came, obviously. But good lord. So congrats to Chiefs Nation for securing another Super Bowl. First back-to-back -back Super Bowl since the Patriots in uh, 0304? Something like that? Yeah, yeah, because it was like almost 20, 19, 20 years on the dot. That's what I remember. Patrick Mahomes taking Super Bowl MVP. I believe that's also back-to-back -back years for him. Three-time Super Bowl MVP. Two-time Super Bowl champ. <clears throat> Everyone's talking Dynasty now. Nasty. Nasty. I really wanted the 49ers to win. But, you know, sometimes you get suspicious. <laughs> and shit starts fucking popping off. And you know, you're like, all right, this is it. Fucking Chiefs are back in it. What can you do? What can you do? But getting back into the other NFL news. That's right, folks. There was other NFL news besides the freaking Super Bowl. You can believe that. Seahawks have hired new offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb. Hold on. Look at this. Put the breaking news back on. They've also hired new defensive coordinator Aiden... Dirty. Appreciate sure that's how you say that. Panthers have hired new offensive coordinator Brad Idzik. They've also hired, or they've retained their defensive coordinator Eliro Avero. He did a pretty good job with the Panthers' defense this year. Chargers have hired new offensive coordinator Greg Roman. That's right, the Greg Roman. Back at it. Chargers have hired new defensive, also new defensive coordinator Jesse Minter. The Saints have hired new offensive coordinator Clint Kubiak. And finally, the Cowboys have hired new defensive coordinator Mike Zimmer. That was one I was not expecting, Mike Zimmer. I think that's just about every coaching position wrapped up. Uh, no Bill Belichick, no Mike Vrabel. Very, very interesting indeed. The couple rumors I heard about those was Bill Belichick still wanted absolute control over the whole football operations, and that's just not how that, that goes anymore. And the, the Vrabel one makes no sense. Apparently, some people were intimidated by his, his like size because he's like supposedly a big dude. And I'm like, yeah, he was a linebacker in the NFL. Like, he's probably 6'2", 6'5", 250. Like, yeah, that's a big dude. What? I feel like that's almost, um, I don't know, like discriminatory. Like, you, you, you didn't hire him based on his size. That's like the stupidest fucking thing ever. Isn't that what you want in a, in a football coach? Like a big dude? Kind of like Dan Campbell? I don't know. What the fuck do I know? Just a fucking fantasy football commissioner. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll be an NFL GM and I can make horrible decisions about who to hire. One day. Maybe one day. But until that day, take your booty on over to TimCruise.com, the travel agency to, of, of choice, honestly, because they go everywhere. All over the world, all kinds of cruises. They even do 
theme parks. Can you believe that? Theme parks. Disney vacations. I met Sammy Parks. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. They're even hosting the Semantics at Sea cruise coming up. So go on over to TimCruise.com. Make sure you book out in advance. You book in groups. And you definitely talk to Tim because Tim's got all the discounts. I mean, we're, we're cruising, getting Wi-Fi, drink packages. Gratuities are already in there. Like, I don't have to do anything other than show up to this boat and have fun. I don't know. I don't know how hard that is to accomplish for like other vacations, but I feel like Tim Cruise is where it's at. Because speaking of the Semantics Cruise, June sixteenth through the twenty first, you can come join Semantics. You can come join me. We're going to Costa Maya. We're going to the Bimini. Oh, I think I nailed it that time. Oh, finally got it. Virgin Cruise. I've never done a Virgin Cruise before. I've heard this is the the best. So I'm I'm super excited for this one. I need this goddamn vacation. So okay, 125 days till we sail. See, Tim's right. See, that's how good this is. Tim, is, he's right here because we support other community businesses. So so do yourself a favor. TimCruise.com, Semantics.c if you want to join us specifically because Tim hooks that up to hook that up for us. So let's get into. This is this is the uh, this is the the audible I had to call guys because uh, Evans out up. Oh. God damn it! See, this is fucking uh, this is what happens. This is what fucking happens when Evan leaves. PowerPoint stops working. Psh, fucking bullshit, guys. Fucking bullshit. This is good because I can uh, install, right? Oh yeah, look at that. Suck it. Aha! You can't beat me this time, computer. <laughs> but because Evan is here uh, gone, normally we would do our year in review where we start going through our seasons and roasting the shit out of each other for our terrible, terrible choices and start-sit decisions that blew up in our faces, trades, all of it. But it felt just wrong trying to like do a year in review without Evan being here to roast me or doing like Evan's season and he's not here to even like defend himself. So we pivoted and we've done something we've never done before, which is top ten review for defenses and kickers. Fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no no shit. Hey Abraham Dragonfield, welcome to the show. Appreciate you popping in post Super Bowl Monday. Uh if you didn't hear, what's your favorite Super Bowl commercial? I think uh, Jesus' feet was definitely a, a winner. Absolutely. But let's get into our top ten review. Defense and kicker, audible. It's actually going to be really quick, guys. The top ten defenses. The Number one, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> gross. Absolutely fucking gross. I hate it. Baltimore Ravens coming in second. Buffalo Bills third, the New York Jets fourth, Cleveland Browns fifth, Miami Dolphins sixth, the Las Vegas Raiders seventh, Pittsburgh Steelers eighth, the New Orleans Saints ninth, and coming in tenth, the San Francisco 49ers. That's like that's what everyone expected, right? Right? Just like everyone expected. Probably the Cowboys was the most obvious 
uh, one that everyone was drafting a lot and actually finished in the in the top five. But everybody else, you're probably severely disappointed in them. And this is why we uh, don't spend a lot of time doing research on them because it's just so variable from from year to year, and it's very hard for a defense to do back to back like number one finishes. So usually, oftentimes, we'll recommend streaming up a couple defenses and then just rolling with them like abraham dragon friends mentioning miami helped her win a few times so if you can like get a couple of these and play the matchups that's usually the best way to roll with defenses because as you can see let's getting into our number one defense the dallas cowboys this shit was all over the fucking place look how many games are look that was a negative game a Almost a zero game. Almost no, there's the two negative games, and then one, two, three, four, five—just absolute garbage games, including the playoffs right here, 15 to 16, when they're supposed to be doing that work for you. But no, no, can't fucking do that. Uh, they did have 46 sacks, 17 interceptions, 14 forced fumbles. They recovered nine of those. Six touchdowns, one safety, one only one special team touchdown. Interesting. 178 fantasy points or 10 and a half a game. I don't know. I think uh, more often than not, you may have been disappointed in the old Dallas Cowboys. And you would have had to draft them pretty high, too. Baltimore Ravens coming in at number two. It's a little bit better of a chart. See how like, everything is like, almost above five every week? That's... that's that's pretty usable. It's pretty fucking. At least that's you know, usable, because sixty sacks, eighteen interceptions, thir- uh, sixteen forced fumbles, thirteen recovered, one defensive touchdown, one safety, one special team touchdown, for a hundred and seventy-four points or ten point two points per game. And I think more often than not, you are getting the projection actual over projected so that you know that's that makes it a usable defense that makes it a usable defense not that we're going to recommend drafting them early ever don't do that just wait let somebody else let somebody else deal with this shit all right let somebody else deal with this kind of fucking bullshit all right because it's just odds are it's just not going to work out for you coming at number three the buffalo bears not much better guys not much better that's why i put the uh very lame buffalo on there because <laughs> just look whack. Didn't you have a horn on it? I thought that was stupid. Uh, 54 sacks, 18 interceptions, 12 forced fumbles. And actually, recovered all of them. 12 for 12. Nice. Two defensive touchdowns, no safeties, one special team touchdown for 159 points or 9.4 a game. It's all right. You know, more often than not, you were, you know, you're chilling out there. I don't, you know, uh, something I've noticed about fantasy pros is they their scales of charts is, is like weird because you know like Buffalo had the really big thirty point, you know, plus three point game, so it's all scaled weird. But then over here, you know, it goes at twenty, so it makes it seem fucking lying with fucking charts. New York Jets coming in at number four, and no, this is this is not me lying with the charts. This is what the data looks like. And it's disgusting. I mean, it starts off great, and then just, oh my, oh my lord. 48 sacks, 17 interceptions, 13 forced fumbles, 10 recovered, 
three touchdowns, three safeties, one special team touchdown for 154 points or 9.1 per game. So how many of these were above nine? Not that many. Not that many. Like just about half. As with no Aaron Rodgers, who I think his dolphin uh, sex sex tapes, sex noise tapes have, have healed him. I saw a rumor on he's trying it's heavily recruiting Devontae Adams. I don't blame him because uh, another head coach. I don't blame him. I don't blame Devontae Adams at all if he wanted to leave. That'd be real mess. That'd be real mess. But we're talking about defenses, guys. Uh, we're only doing the top five. Look at this doo-doo brown orange helmet. <laughs> I love the negative game. Just it's like off the graph. Gonzo, forty-nine sacks, eighteen interceptions, twelve forced fumbles, ten fumbled recoveries, three touchdowns. Yes, three touchdowns. No safeties. No special team touchdowns for one hundred and fifty-three points, or nine per game. And they were just you know several games over, a couple big games. I think more importantly here at the playoffs, 14, 15, 16, 17, clutch. Absolute clutch for fantasy. And honestly, that's really what you're looking for. Because look what happened to the Jets in week 15. Abandoned you. Right when it counted most. But you had 16, 17, 18 looking good. Pretty, you know, decent. Decent. Didn't disappoint. The scaling, just every, every time, freaking throws you off, you know. But the uh, uh, Ravens showed up for you in the playoffs, the, and the Cowboys did not show up for you in the playoffs. So that's that's why ultimately spending a high draft pick on a defense is not the best way to go about winning your fantasy championship. All right, guys. So let's switch it up into the kickers. Good God, I never thought I would ever be talking about kickers. It's 2024 for you guys. So our top kicker is, unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys kicker, Brandon Aubrey, coming in at number one. Justin Tucker at number two. Cairo Santos, number three. Jason Myers, four. Matt Gay. I probably should tell you the teams, right? Brandon Aubrey at Dallas. Justin Tucker at Baltimore. Cairo Santos at Chicago. Jason Myers at Seattle. Matt Gay of Indy at number five. Jake Elliott of Philadelphia at six. Harrison Butker at Kansas City for number seven. Clutch coming in clutch for that Super Bowl. Uh, Cameron Dicker, kicker the kicker the kicker coming here at number eight for the Chargers. Blake Groupie for the Saints at number nine, and Dustin Hopkins for Cleveland at number ten. Oh, thanks, uh, PowerPoint. You converted one to nineteen yards as January nineteenth. That's not a, that's, that's, no, that's, that's not helpful to me. Don't appreciate it. God. Annoyingly, Brandon Aubrey coming in at number one. <sighs> Surprisingly consistent. I will, I will give him credit for that. Way, way more than the Cowboys defense. That's for fucking sure. Uh, really only the one bad game, week 15, you know, blows, blows projections. 
Uh, so let's take a look here. He made 36 field goals out of 38 attempts for 94.7%. His long was 60 yards. Uh, no shorties, 1 through 19. 9 from 20 to 29. Anyone care about those stats? No. 49 extra points on 52 extra point attempts for 181 points or 10.6 points per game. And that's pretty good for a kicker, you know. Getting, getting about 10 points a game. Not, not bad. Maybe. Something to look at for next year. But again, Fourth and Jury does not recommend anybody spending high picks on kickers or defense because the variability from year to year is very difficult to predict. And realistically, if you're not getting this next guy, Justin Tucker, coming at number two, you're honestly wasting your time. That's a much better chart. Now, the problem with Justin Tucker is he would have had to have drafted fairly early, probably. I know some people are crazy, and I saw as early as eight, eighth round, tenth round I've seen, twelfth. Uh, I mean, most most experts would tell you kicker and defense should be your last two picks. And I have a tendency to agree. Just depends on what else is available. If you feel you can get a better kicker, you know, if it's like Justin Tucker or you're like fifth wide receiver, eh, you know, it's round thirteen. Maybe take a kicker. That's perfectly fine to me. But looking at T Tucker's stats, thirty-two field goals of thirty-seven for eighty-six point five percent. That's actually pretty low for him, surprisingly. Uh, long of fifty. The chart is being blocked. Thank you, camera. Hold on, let me scroll a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 51 extra points. I didn't, it didn't help me. Any. Uh, 52 for 160 points or 9.4 per game. So not bad, not bad. But uh, week 17, let you down. That's not, that's not championship caliber stuff there, guys. Although, like, right at projection, so I guess that... I guess that's okay. This one's weird. Cairo Santos, the Chicago kicker, come in at number three. And I don't really think anyone really expected this. Uh, a lot of it had to do with just the sheer quantity of field goals he had to make because the team would just stall out consistently in, in like the 30 to 40 yard range. Just absolutely disgusting. God. I don't know. Do y'all think the Chicago Bears are going to draft a QB? That's like the big rumor. They'll trade back or take Caleb Williams. Personally, I think Caleb Williams might be a mistake. They should trade back, get a shit ton of fucking picks, keep rolling with Justin Fields. But, again, what do I know? This fancy football commissioner. <laughs> but looking at Cairo Santos' stats, 35 of 38 for 92.1%. 55 long field goal, 31 of 33 extra points. See what I mean? Only 31 extra points. That's that's almost 20, 19 less touchdowns than one and two. See what I mean? Uh, 158 points or 9.3 points per game. And here's a really interesting stat. I want to look at. I pulled up the uh, rostered percentages. So Brandon Aubrey and Justin Tucker, 96, 95 percent rostered, right? Kyra Santos, 14% roster. So almost nobody was looking at this dude. And more weeks than not, especially in that back half, 
know, that's when you, you win yourself a championship off that kind of stuff. And even that week 15, he didn't, like, completely bagel you. But it could have been better. And that's, that's, that's important. Because we're looking for consistency, guys. Because what? Production equals W's. Now we got Jason Myers coming in at number four. This is a picture of Seth Myers. <laughs> uh, look, there's some, like, lime green going on in the background, a little bit of blue. It's kind of like the Seahawks, you know? It was just what was under the Creative Commons license, and it made me laugh. It made me laugh. But uh, the Seahawks, man, what a just all over the place. I had a I, I used a little bit of Jason Myers throughout the season myself, so I can speak of this, and... The first few weeks, I was like having a great time, but once once that seven, eight, nine came through, it was rough. And I think, yeah, no, I held on again, but I did have the wherewithal to pivot out about right thirteen, fourteen when the the playoffs started rolling in. Although I did uh, did really shoot myself in the foot. I probably could have rolled with Myers and done better, maybe even snuck a championship. I don't know. TBD, TBD, but Jason Myers, 35 of 42 for 83.3%, a long of 55, 33 of 33 extra points made for 158 points or 9.3 per game. So again, because of this nice weird scaling, it's, it's, he's getting close. Wrapping up our kickers, Matt Gay coming at number five. Playing for the Indianapolis Colts this season, uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised, but we also had three absolutely atrocious games, including that bagel in Week 14. And now that's just that's completely unacceptable. Even for my not even for my fantasy team, like my regular team, just football in general, just hurts my damn soul. Hurts my soul. Matt Gay, 33 of. 41 for 80.5 percent there it is guys there it is 80 percent 80 percent along of 57 for 35 of 36 extra points 157 points per game or 9.2 points per game and looking at his roster percentage and jason myers matt gave 46 percent Jason Myers, 55% rostered. So not many uh, teams were rostering, which is very interesting because if we go back to the top 10, uh, we can see that Jake Elliott and Harrison Bucker were both 90-plus percent rostered, and they finished 6th and 7th. And that was, and then, look, break gloopy, 5%. That's crazy, guys. So the, the point that I see there is spending on a high pick for kickers is not inherently worth what you get in return compared to, you know, those running backs, wide receivers, QBs, especially if you're a late drafter. Y'all better be taking somebody right about that time because if you don't, <laughs> that's when you have having problems. All right, gang. Well, thank you so much for sticking with us and our audible hot, quick, fast, fourth and dirty. Normally, we would, uh, like I said, be doing year in review, but since Evan's out of town, we had Audible, the defenses and kickers. Hopefully, hopefully that was some good information we brought you, especially about how I 
certainly think about handling defenses and kickers because you don't want to spend a high pick. Don't want to spend a high pick. But like we talked about at the top of the hour, we're going to be going to our off-season content here soon. So definitely check the website. Check our social media, fourthanddirty.com, at, uh, at fourthanddirty on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find all those links right there. You can email us, show at fourthanddirty.com. Jesse or Evan at fourthanddirty.com. We'll be here all off-season, but like I said, we're moving to our off-season schedule. So it'll be every other week. So our next episode is going to be February 26th. We'll still be right here on Twitch at 8 p.m. We'll be going back to our year in review. We're probably going to roast Evan first because he uh, had to leave, so that just seems the most fair, right? Right? I don't know. We'll figure it out, and then we'll roast my season. By that time, guys, it'll be March. We'll get into those coaching changes. We'll be mock drafting, looking at the rookies once they get drafted in April. So it's it's there is. All kinds of content coming through the offseason, so don't, just because we're going every other week, don't be disappearing on us now, all right? At 4th and Dirty, 4thanddirty.com for all your fantasy football needs. We'll see you guys in two weeks, February 26th. You can hit me up on social media, at Madonna Jesse, at Jesse Madonna. 